Chris, we're starting to look more and more like each other, buddy. You and me. You still got a better jawline than me, but I'll be damned if uh, if the old good Lord didn't hide a skinny guy under such a fat fuck all these years. Okay, well then. That's a good way to start the show, I guess. Happy Tuesday. It's Chris Long. Uh, this is the Greenlight Pod, and uh, I have an exciting guest for today. Uh, it is my brother, Kyle, my big little brother, Kyle. Um, he played for the Bears, if you don't know him, and uh, now he's a video game guy, NASCAR guy, generally good guy, guy that is fun to have on your podcast. When you don't have any other guests, you call your brother. So, uh, without further ado, let's get Kyle on. We're going to talk about um, Drew Brees getting a booth job and who else from that quarterback crop uh, that we're going to see out on the field this fall could transition positively into the media and also answer some mailbag questions. So let's get Kyle on. Here we are. Uh, Greenlight Pod, Kyle Long. Drinking a Coca-Cola for those of you out there who are listening uh, on the audio waves. If you're watching on YouTube.com, you can see his luxurious man cave. Kyle, is this where you play your video games? Literally where I'm sitting right now is where a lot of souls have been taken from my enemies. <laughs> Kyle, I, I, w- I would like to have one quibble with your uh, man cave. What's going on, bro? Too many windows. Too many windows. If you really want to get into it and really get into the, you know, the basement vibe thing when you're gaming, I don't think windows are a good thing. Yeah, well, Chris, you know, I know you're like such a huge stoner in retirement, so I got to leave the windows cracked just in case you want to come over. It's legal now in Illinois. Is it legal in um, Illinois? You can drive down and get you some Illinois. You can go get the loud, bro. They just cr- decriminalized the loud here in uh, in Virginia today. Wicked. Yeah, so it's just a little fine. Just walking down the street with doobies. Wow. So that's like real legislation going on right now. Yeah. Uh, signed a bill into action today. Um, you signed reading. it. I did not sign it. No, Ralph, <laughs> Ralph, old Ralph signed it. Uh, if if uh, you can walk down the, the street with a marijuana cigarette and it's just a, effectively a slap on the wrist, Kyle, give me your that's, wrist. I will. That's, slap uh, <laughs> I'm going to need two hands to slap this wrist. So, yeah, we. Uh, I guess we're going to do some actual segment type stuff on this pod today. Okay, let's do it. Um, well, first off, I, I guess the great interviewer that I am, Kyle, how's uh, mm-hmm. quarantine been treating you? I can't discuss quarantine without discussing retirement because it kind of led into the next. And for me, that stage right after retirement was almost social distancing in and of itself. So just finding a happy medium between sitting around doing nothing and being able to just have fun without, uh, I don't know, when you get put on IR and you make the decision that you're done, you don't want to be out and about running around. Like you're still yeah, injured. You're still getting up. paychecks. Like I've been doing this shit for six, seven months now. Yeah. So in essence, you might be more bored with it than others. 
I don't know if I'm more bored or more comfortable with it. I think I I went through the boredom. I kind of hit that rookie wall mentally. And I was like, dude, I cannot be in this house any longer. I've gone crazy once or twice in this time, but it's good. I think we all, um, we all kind of need to have this time to reflect and figure out what the hell we're like when there's not a bunch of stuff distracting us from us. Oh, yeah, dude. Listen, a lot of growth if you allow yourself to grow in this yeah. time. And damn, that Coca-Cola looks good, son. Very good. I left the windows open in here all day, and I left the Coke on my desk. It's still cold. Really? Beautiful. Pretty cold there in Illinois. Chilly. Brisk. Fresh. Yeah, yeah. Hase Fresco. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle, do you, do you like my background? The power was out at the old uh, domicile. I had to head over to uh, mom and dad's house. I'm in Wayland's playroom over here. Um, as you can see, we got a world map over my shoulder. That's South America over my uh, left shoulder. And uh, that would be North America above it. And you can see. I, I used to be amazed at how uh, far like Australia seemed and really is. Um, because that map, for those of you who don't know the backstory on the map, for those of you who weren't our childhood friends, this map has been up in our home for ever. And uh, that was the map we used to look at as kids, I'm sure. And be like, dang, that world is big. But Australia, long ways away, bro. Also, um, this map is inaccurate. So I don't know on second thought if I want my uh, seed, my son, my young son, Gabriel, <coughs> over here. Uh, I would like to know what year it was published. Uh, it is the edition by John C. Bartholomew. It is a 1960s looking ass map. Chris, I got to tell you, you don't trust a guy that makes a map with two first names because off no. the rip, it's like John Bartholomew, yeah. old, John, old Johnny Bart. No, I, the, the one thing this map doesn't have, it's not, it, it doesn't properly reflect the mass of the continent of Africa. Have you seen the articles? We don't do our maps like exactly right. So yeah, I've seen, I've, I've, I've read references to this. And I think it's amazing. And I think there are some scientific explanations, but at some point I feel like it's like, are they really trying to take a shit on Africa and make Africa seem smaller than right. it is? Africa is huge, dude. Like, it's why are we downplaying one of our biggest natural wonders in the world, if not the biggest? Tremendous continent. And if you look at it, like India looks ginormous. India is like the top right corner of Africa. The United States are like one eighth of Africa in landmass. You wouldn't know it looking at this, this fake news map that I had to stare at my whole childhood. Who knows? I could have been fucking, I could have been Bill Gates by now if I didn't have this map. This map to me, me down, to me, this, me this, this is like growing up in North Korea and thinking that you come in from the strongest country in the world. And it's not true. That's how you're, it's like you don't have the internet. And unfortunately, our guy here has been raised with this map in the background, and he's just wearing American flag uh, two pieces all day, which is okay. But it's you got to rotate the outfit sometimes. But yeah, you got to have some respect. Put some respect on the size of the continent of Africa, of lands, and the relative inaccuracy you've displayed for the the country of India. Countless children grew up with this map. John C. Bartholomew. This shit is inaccurate. Nope. This is an inaccurate map. Okay. Bottom line. Otherwise, a lot of great toys in here. I see the ass end of Where the Wild Things Are. Yeah, we got Where the Wild Things Are, which is one of my favorite books as a child. Also, Giving Tree. Shout out to Giving Tree. Shout out to uh, to uh, Very Hungry Caterpillar. 
Shout out to all Shell Silverstein books because I wasn't a great reader. I enjoyed the uh, I enjoyed some of the artwork. But another guy, Gary Larson, doesn't get enough love. Oh, the, Gary Larson, the cartoonist. The far side. Oh my far side. gosh! Shout out to Gary Larson. Oof. Shout out to all the children's books that I've been reading the past four years. I've really uh, there's been a resurgence. Shout out to Martellus Bennett. Shout out to Martellus Bennett. I want to support your your art, dear your, Black. Uh, I think it's a really cool movement and initiative and something that is that Martellus has been talking about and on fire about for years. So yeah, we need, uh, we need to see Marty's books. I, you know, Marty, I need Marty's books in, uh, in Wayland's playroom as well. So Luke doesn't know how to read yet. You got time, Marty, uh, ship your boy a copy of one of your, uh, your books. Okay. So here's what we're going to get into. Now, recently I found out that Drew Brees, uh, preemptively signed a deal with NBC, I guess it is, to replace uh, Chris Collinsworth in the booth. Had you heard this through the uh, walls of your man cave? cave. Did this have not. They're thick penetrate walls. your man cave. Thick walls here, bud. I have not heard about that, but that's uh, that, that makes sense. That makes sense to me. I haven't really been on Twitter much today. Uh, but, yeah, it makes sense to me. Drew's probably cut out for that. I know that there's a long list of guys – uh, throughout the course of history from that position group that have gone on and done it. And I can't think of a guy really in, in today's game that's better suited for it. Kyle, um, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about all the quarterbacks. We're going to go down the list um, in the league and pick the ones that we think are going to transition best to the booth. Oh, and the God. ones that are not going to transition to the not booth. Not necessarily ranking, just discussionary topics. Yeah, just discussion. We can go down the line. Uh, I don't know if discussionary is a, is a word, but I can't I don't think it is. But I liked it. I liked it. I am staring at a world map that incorrectly um, scaled the com- continent of Africa uh, over my left shoulder. So there's yeah. um, Kyle, who's going to be the best in the booth? Anybody jump off the paper at you? To understand the answer to this question, you have to understand where this thing's going in terms Ooh. of the media. Ooh. Um, you're, seeing a, you're seeing a paradigm shift here. You're seeing Ooh. guys like Tony Romo get in the booth, and they're just Wild West six shooters out, and they're like, hey, you can't be calling the plays up here. Like, you know, that's, that's, that's against what we've done. But the NFL needs change um, in that regard. I feel like pe- less and less people watch the game on TV. and. Yeah. Now with guys like Tony Romo, you want more and more people watching the games. Uh, you get more and more people watching the games because they want to see Tony Romo live too. Um, so yeah, it's, I think- funny, it's funny because there are <laughs> a lot of people that say, I never turn on the game um, to hear somebody talk. I'm turning it on no matter what. So what's the point of paying? But then they're the first person to, to walk up to you at the grocery store and be like, did you see Tony Romo's deal? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 first I had to. Uh, I was so worried about, oh, first it was the athletes. Now it's the former athletes. What are we going to do? But for me, it's, it's a number of guys. And I think a guy like Philip Rivers, who, who may be, uh, he may have that accent. He may have certain opinions in the booth that differ from uh, what we've heard in years past, but I think it would be a breath of fresh air. Imagine a Tony Romo and Philip Rivers type booth or, uh, somebody's got it. Somebody's got to keep that that bus moving straight ahead. I, I feel like if you had Philip Rivers and Tony Romo in a separate booth, separate booths, separate games, but yeah, yeah. guys yeah. like that in the booth with some direction, like you talked about, I think could be really good. Yeah. Uh, who does Bill Walton uh, 
announced games with. It's um, Dave Pash. Yeah, yeah, Dave Pash. Okay. So, like, I feel like if you have Philip Rivers in the booth as your color guy, you need a, a Dave Pash. It's not like he's going to be Bill Walton, but I could see Philip Rivers going in a lot of directions. Uh, I, You know what? A guy who just uh, is – massively popular in the in NFL circles and a guy whose opinions I feel like would be wildly valued would be Colin Kaepernick. Um, Colin Kaepernick would be interesting. I don't, I, think, I, I don't I, see it happening. But I'm saying with, with the way things are going, that's just kind of my wild card oddball off the wall pick. I got a wild card, Kyle. And it wouldn't be Russell Wilson. I don't see Russell okay. in the booth. Here's what I see Russell doing. I don't know if he's done this yet, but he's going to make more money than he ever did on the field doing cologne ads. He looks like a cologne guy. Like he just looks like he's just climbed out of a water with a suit on. Like, yeah, like just just people at the beach. Were you surfing, bro? (laughs) Um, Damn, he smells good. Smelling like 60 gallons of Armani code. I think Aaron Rodgers would do a really good job. He's somebody that is uh, shortened to the point with what he says, and sometimes I think his opinions can burn a bit, and people like to hear that from guys like Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think A-Rod's on my list. Uh, I can see them like kind of the cut in to the booth, whereas like Tony's like, oh, yeah, we're going to call a game here. A-Rod's like, I don't feel like fucking calling this game, but I'm going to be great at it. Who do you think would be who who do you think would not be bad but would not be very professional and who would you enjoy watching in that regard? So who would be, <coughs> be the wild card here? I'm going down the list here. Jimmy G, he's going to do porn. You know that Jimmy G, <laughs> Let's just call it how we see it. The I guy's mean, made for it. I saw him in the restaurant in that picture with with the, the holding you know, hands. <laughs> <laughs> holding hands, bro. With Snooky, with Snooky, bro. Were they holding hands? Yeah, I think. I'm pretty sure. Whew. And it was like, oh man, that's a bad look. The restaurant was empty. All the windows were open. I'm bad... wonder what was happening there. It looked like a casino restaurant. This is not the restaurant that you go in to meet with mobsters. You need to go to one of those restaurants. <laughs> go like far to the back of the restaurant. Yeah, absolutely. Like he, was, he was in like a bistro, like an open air bistro. A bistro. He was at one of the. He was at one of the bistros that they filmed Curb Your Enthusiasm at. Like, exactly. there's a lot of stuff going on. Well lit. Exactly. Is this a TV studio? Exactly. And so that's. But you know, I, I digress here. Jimmy G. He's going to go into that industry. Uh, Baker. Baker can act, man. Baker, I, don't I think Baker's talented. Terrific actor. He's talented. Uh, I love the commercial series that they did with him living at the stadium. Yeah, great. I, th- I thought it was one of the most, uh, you know, welcoming in terms of like, hey, I'm Baker. Like, this is yeah. what I'm. A- this is how I am. Would you like to be my fan? And that's kind of, you know, it draws people to him. And I'm not, I'm not a Cleveland Brown guy, but I wanted to see him do well. And every time those commercials come on, you kind of, you, you attend yourself to the TV because he's. He's got that. It no, no, he has that magnetism. Um, Deshaun Watson. Okay. Deshaun Watson can do whatever he wants to do. This guy is the man, but yeah, I think he's going to be a total big movie cameo guy. He's going to be that guy that shows up at like a function and he's like, Hey, I'm Deshaun Watson. And he like smiles. And so all he always stuff. plays himself in the movies. He's, Deshaun, he's like the Deshaun Watson cameo guy. He's the guy that, you know, so he's Dan Marino. He's Dan Marino in every Dan Marino movie. Like. Yes, and he's got six lines, and he <laughs> it. and he makes a boatload of money. He's like, 
people are like Deshaun, do you want to get in the booth? He's like, fuck all that. I just made $20 million on like an Adam Sandler movie, you know? Uh, yeah. That's going to be Deshaun Watson. I just okay. did Ace Ventura three. Yeah. I'm good. Redux. Uh, Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's my number one. God, what an impressive guy. Can I tell a brief anecdote here? Oh, you can, that's why you're here. I forget where we were coming. You know, they say you forget what somebody told you where you were, but you remember how they made you feel. And uh, I remember one time we were on an airplane. Did you feel dumb? It was, it was dumb. no. And, and I mean, I think this, that's, that is an important question to ask because a guy like him has a unique ability. He's smarter than everybody. Everybody. But he has the ability to f- make everybody feel smart. Mm-hmm. And when you're talking to him, you yeah, could, he could wield it a lot of different ways. But you feel proud of yourself in conversation when you're not stumbling. When he's yeah. part of it, you're like, "Yes, I'm doing good." Yeah, you come home and you're like, "They're like, how was dinner?" You're like, "Oh, it was great." I talked to Ryan Tan, uh, I talked to uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick for a while, and your wife's like, "Uh huh." He was really nice. Yeah, it was really great. It made me feel really good about myself. I felt smarter. <laughs> But that's why I got Tony Romo, same way. At the Pro Bowl 2016, I remember he was there with his wife, and he was there with his wife's parents, uh, and his his uh, dad was there as well. And I remember uh, how he treated me, how his family treated me. And now every time I watch him on TV, I'm like, that's the nicest guy in the world. Tony, I believe everything he says. Was Tony like calling uh, out what you were going to get at the buffet? He was like, oh, yep. And next he's going to go for the uh, pork chop. Yep. No. What, him it, what Kyle Long does here uh, when he gets to this, this point. He doesn't have a lot of protein on his plate here. I think he's going to go with the pork chop. And then you I think up. he's going to pull a wise guy move. He's going to pull out the dessert first. You know, this guy's got a big stomach. Mm-hmm. And probably nails it every time. Andrew uh, Luck uh, and himself were, were funny. Uh, I could see Andy doing it too. Andrew, Andrew Luck. Luck. Yeah. I don't know, man. I I, I don't know about Andrew Luck. I, I think Ryan Fitz, Fitzpatrick's my number one. He, he'll be electric at whatever he does. When he threw on that velour tracksuit down in Tampa after the game, I was like, yeah, this guy is solidified. Yeah. A fucking legend. He, and the win in New England last year, like legend, bro. He's a legend. Uh, and and he's he's good. always the guy that they point to when they say, well, he's got a job. Why doesn't he have a job? And I'm and like, because he wins. The, and it's the worst uh, example because he's actually been a, a fairly productive. And they used to do it with uh, McCown, too. Um, you, you picked the wrong guys there. I mean, those guys are universally respected in the league. And I think they actually both would do a pretty good job in the booth. But I think Ryan is my uh, is my A1. Drew Brees, I'm not sure how it's going to work out. Rivers, we talked about a great Russell Wilson. He's strictly beachside cologne commercials, saving the M- world. Make you feel guy less than. Do it all. My my guy. Collegiate high school. <coughs> Shout out to uh, the 804 at the time. Um, we used to play Russ in, in high school. Kyle used to play him in baseball and football, right? Yeah, you, you used to play against Harrison, his brother, yeah. who is a tremendous athlete in his own right. Um, but Russell, man, Russell was just – Collegiate, yeah, the Cougs. to get that cologne money. I wouldn't even have yeah. football. Uh, Big Ben, the new Big Ben, giant beard. You uh, never know. Very, like, subdued, very, like, straight ahead. I'm not sure that I'm buying what he's selling on that brand to get in the booth. Ryan Tannehill, okay. Here's what I think Ryan Tannehill does. Ryan Tannehill is going to be a tremendous Rochester big and tall guy. In the magazines, you know, people that still get the print magazines. Him and Kirk Cousins. 
They're total Rochester <laughs> tall guys. Bro, I can see both of them on a pristine lawn sitting in like a hammock with a glass of wine and a quarter zip polo sweater. Looking yeah. happy as blessed as fuck. Just so happy. Just blissful. I don't know um, what they're going to be making on these on these magazines, but they're going to be Rochester Big and Tall. My number one, because you've already gone to your number one, so I'll do my number one. It's a guy who is still up in the air, whether he's in or out of the league, uh, Jay Cutler. Oh, uh, he'd, he'd be tremendous, Kyle. I think he's, uh, he's a guy who's so talented as well. We've talked about all that. And now with him being on the reality show with Kristen, people are seeing a new side of him, and they're yearning for more Cutler. I got to say something, Kyle. Um, Jay Cutler has this retirement thing down. He's fucking awesome. I saw him in New Orleans. He had a car coat. Like, the car coat. I've never seen a car coat like that. I mean, well, I've, I've, never, I've never seen a car coat. What is a car coat? Car coat's kind of like a big wool coat with buttons. You know, you wear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The big uh, the, coat. The, the brown big buttons button. with the stretchy fabric. And, and you know what the color camel looks like, right? Sure. Well, it's the like color of like a camel. camel. So he had a camel car coat on. Never forget it. He had like a Rick James aura. And, you know, I know Jay, but I hadn't seen him in quite a while. And I just look at the guy and I go, God damn, this guy's doing great in retirement. The hair is like six inches above his dome in this perfect fucking, uh, you know, Maui Invitational swoop. Like, just, like yeah, just the, the wave is just breaking at the right at the right point. It's a very he's, surfable wave. He's uh he's definitely an incredible uh, human being, especially when he walks in a room. He does have that wow factor, that it factor. I said this coming off that trip. You know, he is very shameless about being like, not right now. Not right now. And I, I think mean, that's tremendous. So, something that a lot of guys struggle with is I struggle with that. Doing that. I mean, that's what I'm leading into. You and I, we because growing up, the last thing you want to do, you, you you grow up with this idea that you're Howie Long's kid and people are going to say bad things about you. So what you want to do is you want to go out of your way to be nice and make sure you you leave time, you make time for everybody. And Jay's the guy who's like, hey, motherfucker, I don't care. Well, you know what? Even the bad manner things that I um I'm always afraid of. Okay, if somebody there's some things that I'm going to snap about. There's some pet peeves that I have that if if they're violated, I you know, I get upset. But if for the most part, I'll find a reason with almost anybody to be like, don't be that bad story. Like I don't want to hear third hand somebody that I respect or or would respect here. Chris Long was an asshole. I met him, he's an asshole. Now I like Jay though, he gets it way more than a position player. Uh, and I'm sure he's he's had a lot of bad experiences, but He's very good at just being like, hey, not right now. I don't think this is the right time. No, thanks. Like, hey, can I have a picture? No, thanks. I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I probably don't want to get involved in that. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's, it's remarkable. He's very good at it. Jay would do great. That's a great pull. Andy Dalton. I've never, I don't know what his voice sounds like. I, you know, I've met and spoken to Andy, but I, I can also say, I don't know what his voice sounds like. That's some good stuff. We were also going to tackle this mailbag that people sent. Yeah, um, let's do rapid fire mailbag. Let's do it. Um, Matt Slane asks, what's an artist band slash band that you enjoy and Kyle can't stand and vice versa? 
what's an artist that you enjoy that I can't stand and vice versa? Um, really most bands that I end up listening to are as a byproduct of me hearing about Chris's favorite bands. Like Chris will go watch stuff and I'll end up yeah, listening to a one. I'll end up listening to shit and then I'll go to the Spotify and it'll bring me the next one, the next one, the next one. Next thing you know, I'm six bands removed, but it's still within the Chris recommendation because yeah. of the Spotify machine. Yeah, Spotify um, evidently isn't the best way to discover music. Chris, Chris, growing up liked a lot of uh, Chris liked a lot of stuff, but I remember he was really, really b- big in D Block and Jada Kiss and stuff I like that. D-block. And when I was younger, I didn't like it, um, and I would always be like, "Wow, like I've heard this song a million times, Chris." Yada yada yada. Now I'm older, I like it. Uh, so there's one example of something that I didn't like at the time, but now I like it. I guess if I had to answer one, would be some of the cleaner new country yep you like the the chill out relax cleaner new country sometimes absolutely as just like mindless put it on yes and for me i cannot listen to music mindlessly so i kind of struggle with that and i've tried it sure i mean like chilling on a dirt road with some george jones you know whatever the fuck that song is is kind of mindless but when he starts rapping in that song, there's there's certain it makes like a drop of blood come down out of my ear. So Chris, what you can do is you can always go and shut the radio off. And you can always text me and say, Hey, I know you listen to New Country, and I know you think I think it's shitty, but which guys would you point me in the direction of mm-hmm. that I wouldn't be embarrassed to listen to? And I would tell you a few guys I really like. Um, and they do have some poppy songs, but that's just how it goes. The guys I like where you're going to, your fail says Eric church, obviously. I do like um, Eric. He does. He can cross over and do both. I like Jason Aldean a lot. Um, he's a guy that has more hits than, uh, fucking, you know, whoever has a lot of hits in major league baseball. Nobody has hits right now, to be honest, but, Astros. uh, yeah. So Kane Brown Astros, uh, Astros trash can. Dude, the Astros trash can has a lot of assists. A lot of assists. John Stockton in that bitch. Yes. Chris Paul. <laughs> Rajon Rondo. Yeah. Okay, so the next one. What we got? Okay, what's the next one here? Uh, Kobe Estes asks, how did you end up playing defense and him offense? I assume how he just wanted his first son to be a great pass rusher, so he made Kyle try to block him every day. All right, so that's not true. Kyle could probably play offense and defense. He just decided that he wanted to play offense. I don't know if he'd be a good pass rusher or not, but I know that I am confident that if Kyle had gone back in time and tried to play D-line, he would have at least gotten drafted. Um, The reason I ended up at D-end, honestly, I wasn't big enough to be an O-lineman. That was it. In high school, if you'll remember. You were a really good guard. I was a good guard. I was a good guard, good tackle. I knew how to roll the hips. You were just a drive blocking machine. You were like the skinny Quentin Nelson. Yeah, I was the skinny little Quentin Nelson. I was a I was a an XL A shirt rivals.com picture wearing um 255 pounds. So for for Chris, learning was his strong suit. Always has many. Somebody that can pick things up and learn it really quickly. Uh, that's not so true. No, I don't. I, know. Got, I, I always got, think he was a quick learner. I gotta say, 
well, it's a shared sentiment then. So uh, dad took it upon himself to say, hey, this, this kid wants to play football. He's willing to work hard. I'm talking about you. And he poured his knowledge into you and you were a sponge and you've always treated the process the right way. And that's why your trajectory has been like this. It's been a steady climb the entire time. Obviously, there's been ups and downs. So what what I'm going to say is, for me, when I decided to play, I was, I said, Dad, what what should I play? And he said, well, you're going to play offensive tackle because they make the most money. (laughs) And And I was like, I was like, what? And he was like, well, you're not playing quarterback and you're not playing receiver. He was like, I think, I think that you can be a dominant offensive lineman. And it was always that struggle back and forth. And there was, in my mind, I, I internalized it as, um, you don't think I'm as athletic as Chris. So you're going to put me at O-line. The irony in that. And so I played O-line and D-line in high school, but you know, I, I picked O-line because I trust in my dad's word, and it's always been like that. Um, his word is gospel to me. So when he told me I was going to be an NFL O-lineman, I said, you're fucking right. I was like, you just get me there, bud. And guess what the problem was with me? His word is gospel to me. And he <laughs> told me, you need to start working on your guard sets. I'm not quite sure. Essentially, if you're athletic enough to play major college football at DN. Yeah, he claims that wasn't quite the conversation, but that's the way I took it. So I was like, damn, you know, I can't play in the SEC. It sounds like you and I have some similar stuff going on with the way we're internalizing some of this. And stay tuned for uh, the next mailbag. (laughs) We're going to have our shrink on this. My uh, therapist will be dropping some mailbag questions for us. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so Ryan Gard. There you go, Kyle. RG. Talk about a – yeah. Double entendre there. Uh, talk about a guy you trust with a last name like that, Kyle, right? Lunch you got break. it. Every NFL coach walks into a room, a fight breaks out. It's every man for himself. Who walks out of the room when the carnage is over? Mike Vrabel. Yeah, I got Mike Vrabel too. Next. I fucking, I, like, again, I love Mike Vrabel. I'm a big Titans fan now. That fucking guy, he's, he's a ball player. Most of these coaches aren't ball players. And I'm not saying non-ball players can't beat up ball players, but it's a mentality. And the guy's not only a ball player, he was a big fucking guy. And I'm telling you, when that fog of war hits, when you're out there and the fight breaks out, you're going to want a guy who's been in the fights before, and I can promise you there are a litany of coaches in the league who have never been in that fight. And I can promise you that Brabel has been in a number and in of some them. fights. And uh, <laughs> when Sean McVay jumps off, a table in that Ray Mysterio mask tries to eye gouge him and misses. It's going to be the worst thing he's ever seen. I Dan Quinn though deserves um, an honorable mention. I think Dan Quinn could have some closet martial artist skills. Yeah, uh, he's also a sizable guy. Vic Fangio, who you know well, he can get you whacked. Vic Vic Fangio, I'll straight up not even show up to the fight. He'll fucking kill you remotely. Yeah, you you think you won the fight, you'll be getting in your car in the parking lot and somebody will come up to you with a wire, like in the movie. There'll be a bottle of champagne on your brand new car that'll say congratulations on your win, and you'll pop it and and it'll be C4. (laughs) (laughs) And Vic is just drinking in your car, smoking a cigarette. Vic is just sitting there with a, a nice glass of Merlot and a stogie. And he's like, yeah, I'm the fucking man. Yeah. 
So there was a mailbag question. I'll can I do you mind if I do the next mailbag question? You give me the name, but uh, it's the one regarding our baseball, my baseball affiliation. Yeah, sure. I do just want to. Um, I do just want to give Joe Judge an honorable mention too, though. It's a large guy. People don't realize how large he is. <laughs> Who's this? Joe Judge. No uh, idea. While you've been in your bunker, uh, there was a no. special teams coach for the um, New England Patriots, and. He ascended on an unlikely path to success and subsequently got the New York Giants uh, head football coaching job. Does he have slick back hair like uh, the last guy with the shades? No, Joe Judge. uh, I like that guy. That guy that they had who blamed everybody and benched Eli Manning. That guy has balls. You bring him back. You might win a Super Bowl again. No, Joe Judge. He's more he more looks like a, uh, a military man. Got that hair, oh. you know. So I mean, Ryan Pace looks like a military man, and he's not yeah, whooping anybody's ass. Like, he's not whooping the, anybody's ass. Haircut, Kyle. He rides a he rides a road bike. It's all in the haircut, Kyle. A bunch of stolen valor going on in NFL coaching uh, room. Uh, okay, what's yours? You, you you're gonna hit one now. So our, there was a mailbag question. Uh, pertaining to our baseball fandom. And with dad growing up in Boston, how did he sway us to become Boston fans if we did? And if we didn't become Boston fans, did he allow it? Um, For me, I'll take you back to the Don Zimmer, Manny Ramirez conversation. The Red Sox, near and dear to my heart. I grew up a Red Sox fan. uh, And dad and I, I remember when they won the World Series, we would sit down there and we would watch all the games. Uh, Mom would go to bed and we would sit down there and watch while I was still an avid baseball player. And uh, so that was really cool for, for me. So, yeah, Red Sox fan. Um, but I, I wouldn't say I'm a Red Sox fan anymore. But it was something that I did to enjoy my time with my dad. We need to become Phillies fans. Not going to happen. Mike Trout likes the Phillies, bro. Mike Trout is from Philly. Double de- hey, double doink, bro. Double doink. I can't like anything except for the fucking cheesesteaks with the whiz. You know what I'm saying? I'll get all the steaks. What is that, a fucking Chicago accent? And New York. Okay, so we've got Alex Wang. If you could become the best at one single video game, which is it and why? Uh, there's a game that's coming out. Right now, it's in beta. It's called Valorant, and it will be the most played, viewed, and competed in game in history here in the next 10, 15 years. I'm sure it'll stand up through the test of time. A game called Counter-Strike dominated our youth, but this is going to be the next uh, iteration of it, and it kind of mixes Counter-Strike and Overwatch, so it's kind of ability based in terms of like oh i can my guy shoots fireballs and my guy makes ice balls that kind of game can you respawn yes how many times how many rounds are there it's the first of 13 so i guess you can respawn as many times as you can get that what platform is this coming to it's on pc right now and i'm not sure if they have plans to go console with it but if if you were to ask me I would say that's going to be the most lucrative option. If you're going to be a gamer to be the best in, if you're the best in Valorant right now, you're making bank. Big gamer here. Uh, if you're if you're listening, uh, Kyle, plug your Twitch real quick. Yeah, Twitch TV, Kyle Long. We're live uh, Monday through Friday and sometimes on the weekend. So check us out. 
Whenever the mood strikes, huh? Whenever the mood strikes. Mm. We do have a schedule, though. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. For me, I guess it would be Call of Duty. I know it's a real boring answer to the gamers out there, but I, I, you know the way y'all feel when a pro athlete talks to your girlfriend? That's how I feel just totally emasculated when a guy just sprints by me, jumps in the air. I miss him on a melee. He whips out his, like, sidearm and just headshots me. It, like, that's – and his gun is really cool looking. It looks like a bowling ball. I mean, <laughs> like – because obviously he plays the game all fucking day. He has the cool exclusive suits. He's got like, the big Lebowski gun. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, that's how I feel. I feel totally emasculated. I feel like I'm the fan and you're the pro athlete when some fucking 16 year old does that to me at 1130 at night. And my kids are sleeping down the hall. I've been playing Call of Duty for over 10 years and I have not gotten any better. So, yeah, I would love to be elite at Call of Duty. There's a great feeling with being good at games, especially games that other people enjoy, like Call of Duty, massively popular. If you're good at Call of Duty, like Tariq Cohen, my teammate, he's really freaking good. And that is like, like better than you? Oh, Tariq is way better than me. Who's the best real life Call of Duty player you know? Real life Call of Duty? I'm not talking about like, you know, your 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 friends that you're you- talking about my friends within the that I hang out with in real life. That you have broke bread with. Tariq. Really? What's his yeah. KD ratio? Like 2-6 like or something. 2-6? Yeah. That's it? I'm just saying, Kyle. You can check him out at Tariq Cohen on Twitch. Nice. Uh, Rachel Aaron asks, I know crowdless games were a thing for a while at the beginning of the pandemic. Would you be able to play with the same intensity if there was no crowd? What would be harder or easier about that? I will just say this. As a defensive lineman, it would definitely not be easier <laughs> Silent count, um, we don't get any of that advantage. The adrenaline that comes with it, playing fast, that would suck. I want it to be as quiet as possible. Yeah, you want it to be like practice. because I want it to be like practice. Eat. We eat lunch in practice, but then that crowd noise comes. O-linemen do not change speeds. O-linemen play and practice the same speed. D-linemen, it's like, <sighs> yeah, we. I mean, not – and it's it's almost primal. Like, we just can't – practice the way we play yeah for it all the crowd's part of it but uh it changes so yeah i think it would be tough and honestly i think i don't want to i don't want to sound like uh, the sky is falling here from from a sports perspective in the fall but uh i don't know that the nfl is going to have a season i mean imagine imagine even if this thing's semi under control one dude on a team gets sick i don't know where we'll be like from a standpoint of, hey, do we quarantine the entire team? Yeah. Like, what, if it, what if it's a quarterback? You really think the NFL from a – this is so trivial. But from a gambling standpoint, gamblers are going to be betting on games, you know, like and saying, well, the, the, the franchise quarterback could be out because there's a pandemic. So, like, it's – it's I don't think it's going to happen. And number one, it shouldn't happen if it's not safe. I'm cool with the draft. I don't know if it should happen in the fall. Juan Sanchez. What went through your mind as the Rams fans flipped you off after the game winner at the Coliseum in 2017? Hey, Kyle, I guess this one's for me. Well, I was really happy because we won, and I just beat, uh, been a part of beating um, a team that I spent uh, eight years on and then was released, so I was really excited. And also I had a big strip sack, you know, where you hit the ball and it just falls out of Jared Goff's hands, and then we pick it up, and then we go on and win the game. 
and then we get home field advantage and win the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, all that. So I was really excited. Did I think about getting shoved by a fan and cussed out when I jumped up in the stands to celebrate with a, an Eagles fan? No, I didn't think much about that. Love it. Next. Um, let's see. Tom says, which game that you guys played in the crowd was the craziest? Favorite and least favorite stadium to play in? Uh, least favorite stadium to play in, uh, Seattle. So loud, and they had such talented rushers when I did play up there as Bennett, Cliff Averill, uh, all those jokers. Um, favorite place to play other than Soldier Field is Lambeau Field just because of the sheer history. Uh, the, the way they take care of that place is awesome, too. So disrespectful, Kyle, to the Chicago Bears fans. Yeah, I know. Somebody on Twitter is going to give it to you. Um, I guess my my least favorite place to play is Dallas um, because I think it's just void of any soul. I know it's supposed to be like, you know, you feel like a, you feel like you're at a marketplace, like you're just yeah, it's like a strip club. It's a strip club. It's the it's, nicest strip club in the world, really, and we are the really strippers. Nice strip club. It's a really nice strip club, like a really nice one, but there's just no there's no charisma in there. Yeah. You know, and um, yeah, the turf, I don't I, I don't like playing on field turf, period, on the road. I definitely don't like playing on field turf indoor. Um, it's just a weird vibe. They got Ford trucks on like spinners in the end zone and like they have a Ford dealership in the end. Yeah, it's like the Jetsons. It's really weird. And you drive it is the through, fucking Jetsons, the Jetsons. There's women dancing on 50 foot towers. I feel like maybe that I didn't even see that. Maybe that's just the way my mind absorbed that stadium that there were cheerleaders on 50 foot like rotating it was the scene from duke nukem where you walked into the bar and there were strippers in cages and there was pool tables and you're like, <laughs> it, well, like I'm, I'm nine not, i'm nine this vibe is not for me give me the dive shoot bar. aliens <laughs> give me the dive bar i missed the i missed the candlestick i miss you know, I, I like playing at the Coliseum, you know, and Rams fans are just having fun with you. I love playing in the Coliseum, okay? Uh, that flame. All I needed to look up at was that flame. I don't care how small the visiting locker room is. I don't care how crappy, you know, some of the the amenities might be. I'm there for the history. I used to love playing on the West Coast, old stadiums like that. I love uh, Soldier Field. But my favorite place uh, is Seattle. Um, and obviously me not being an alignment, I don't have to deal with that selling count stuff that everybody knows about. It's a lot Seattle's of great stadium. Yeah, it's a great stadium. The fans are really great, actually, even though for eight years I hated them. Um, I also always played well there, so I was happy. But the, the noise, it's always 38 and raining. It's just yeah. perpetually 38 and raining, and I love that. It's a, it's a cool place. It's moody. So, um, okay, a couple more here. Badge to Bud. Funniest locker room prank you've seen? Well, we'll start with that one. I mean, I came in one time. We were in a joint practice. Matt Slauson had put his jock strap over my helmet that was in the locker. Like, so when I came in and put my shit on, that's what I found. I'm sorry. <laughs> and he thought it was funny. Yeah, he thought it was Is funny. Is that the prank? That was my prank, yeah. Oh, my God. <sighs> I love that you explained that. I was pissed. I know there's yeah. another one, though. There's a few. There was one that wasn't so funny. Yeah, there's a lot that aren't funny. 
Yeah, there was one with eight legs that wasn't so funny. So yeah, Charles Tillman, uh, my, <laughs> rook, my rookie year, it hasn't been confirmed as Charles Tillman, and he works for the feds now, so he may be able to like erase me from the face of the earth. <laughs> but uh, I was watching Sopranos on my MacBook in my bed like this, all the lights off, watching, watching, and then I felt something on my arm, and I turned, and it was a fat, furry tarantula. Now, Kyle, you're making that thing look about 12 inches wide. It was like a... It was like a giant squid, at least the size of a giant squid. It was the size of an F-15. Yeah, in, in your brain, <laughs> in, your, in your rookie mind, in training camp. There was an Apache helicopter in bed with me. <laughs> okay, uh, ketchup on a hot dog. Absolutely. Or mustard on a hot dog. What's the Sure, story? sure. No tomatoes, though. And keep keep uh, uh, keep the hot peppers off my shit too. You know what? With me, it's either ketchup or mustard. It's not both at the same time. It's one. You were, you were like that at McDonald's as a kid too. I like. Yeah, it. I freak Cheeseburger, out. just the meat and the bread, please. Well, I wouldn't say cheeseburger. That would be misleading. I'd say like a hamburger. Just the I'd meat say and bread. hamburger, plain, please. Just the meat and the bread. And then they would ask, "So, do you want lettuce and tomato?" I'm like, nah, I said meat and bread. And then I get mayonnaise, and I hate mayonnaise more than anything in the world. Um, I would do one or the other, not both. Doing both reminds me of Dumb and Dumber. It reminds me of the scene where he's just pouring ketchup and mustard in his mouth. Here, this helps. Yeah. <clears throat> Pills are good. Yep. Uh, that scene has scarred me, and I can't mix ketchup and mustard at the same time. Sorry about that. Yeah. What's your most embarrassing food habit? This is one that I brought up. One thing I do that I get made fun of a lot is when I'm at a nice restaurant, if there's a bunch of stuff on my plate, I'll eat it in sections. Like I'll eat the potatoes and then I'll eat the veggies. And I never start with my meat. My, the meat is always the last thing that I do for some reason. Um, and it's not something that I think about consciously, but it's something I catch myself doing. I got, uh, I got made fun of. By um, Ryan and and Dan at the Super Bowl because I cut my steak in its entirety before I eat it. Yeah, that was a rough look for you. Uh, it was a tough week on Twitter. Um, I noticed you did that, and it just nice steakhouse. You're losing all the juice. You're losing all the heat. Uh, really, no reason to do it, Chris. It's a fuck well, up. On I, your I, part. People looked at me like I was a murderer at the table. Um, it like stopped the meal, you know. Definitely sociopath. I don't know if you've committed murder yet. Yeah, well. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, that's a weird one. I guess I'm I'm into drinking almond milk instead of uh, milk. Like I don't do dairy, right? Okay. So if I'm thirsty, I will just yeah, and fire your Twitch thing up as you. Milk finish. is a little too watery for me. I prefer the. Uh, I I prefer the. Was it heavy whipping cream in my yeah. coffee? I prefer that kind of thing. I just went to type in Twitch. I typed in milk. <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah, also, I, I eat everything cold. So you name it, I probably eat it cold. I also used to eat, like, raw ramen noodles in college. Yep, I still get those. You know the plastic uh, tortellini boxes with the, the cheese pasta? Yeah. And just so eat it cold. I'll, I'll rip it out and eat it. Yeah, yeah. That's how I do it. Disgusting. 
um, not really disgusting, but socially just disgusting. What's a beloved piece of media or art that you have never understood? Uh, a lot of the stuff with Guernica, I never understood. Oh, we could, we could be music and TV shows now, but you went Picasso and I fuck with you heavy for that. I went with a specific piece because as a kid, you're looking at it and you're like, it's in every art book that we ever had. It's on everything. And there's a story behind it. And I, I feel like these, uh, these are really cool uh, things to discuss. And I want to know more like about 15 them. 15 feet wide. Um, yes, massive, wide. massive. Um, it's like the size of that tarantula that was in your room. And I, be- I, I believe it was the scenes of the bombing, the Blitzkrieg bombing. Hold on, let me look. Hold on, hold yeah, on. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah. But yeah, just off the top of my head, that's like one thing that's super cool looking. Yeah, also, I like how you did that, though. You, 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 you mashed the keyboard to say, listen, I wasn't Googling. I just went to Google to mm-hmm. check. I went to actually look at the, pic- look at the picture. Um, other stuff that I want to know more about is Jackson Pollock stuff is really cool. Yeah, Jackson Pollock stuff. Again, you can say TV, TV and movies, but we can do. Oh, art. we're doing okay. Any art that doesn't make sense to us. Yeah, uh, that movie uh, with Leo. Uh, I don't know any of the any of the scary <laughs> movies with Leo. Any of the scary movies with Leo. We got to talk about that next time, though. All right, dude, twitch it up. I love what you, guy. What are we playing tonight? Uh, Banner Lord. I'll be Conan oh, the Bar- okay, Conan dude. the Barbarian tonight. I'll be right there. I just got to edit this pod up and I'm going to be twitching with you. All right. Love All you. right, boy. That was peace. See you. Love you.